0: we'll just watch this last minute here
1: oh there's a lady in the room
0: <laughs> yeah that's right um oh i did have a funny I did hats have a, on boys <laughs> i did have a funny story from uh jeremy davis that's uh, what boys have to do when girls are around they put their hats on that i wanted to tell you guys jo- justin already knows this story but
2: um mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah yeah this is good
0: i thought this was really funny uh <laughs> so jeremy was uh talking about like driving his son Linden home from uh no. hockey practice or something. Yeah, I know. It's the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Sorry, I don't know who Jeremy Davis is. I He, I, he used, he used I, to
0: write for, he used to write for Canucks army, but he also used to have the one Canuck blog, which is where I started writing like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Fucking yeah. like five years ago. Or whatever. The name is familiar. I just don't know. The-
2: He's the <laughs> anti Corey Hergot in that. He came out swinging against Zach McEwen and was like, why did they waste a contract on this? <laughs> And it people, is and oh people are like oh look how wrong you are he's he's an AHL forward I bet you feel stupid now <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> it is funny how all those battleground guys like all eventually just
2: don't matter
0: yeah like they they are they all just end up on waivers or something well, what, and it's like you know what
2: did I always say about Pod Colson or not pod Colson sorry um Goldobin, uh, Goldobin which is uh that it's not about the player it's about the philosophy yeah it's about yeah. style of play that he represents that they refuse to embrace and that's still a problem i think and the too. other side of this too is like no one's going to go into this deep into the weeds about like
1: guys look at garland did you see how he was just like he's leaning against a post <laughs> <laughs> like like on honestly like in like a oh like a woodland creature i know
2: that there's a whole elf thing but he was like he apparently uh, really doesn't like that too he doesn't like yeah. being called short all the time no he like um, somebody was Somebody freaked out on Wyatt earlier this week about calling Kyler <laughs> Myers the Chaos Giraffe. It oh was, God! It was like you oh. freaking coward! I bet you would never call him the Chaos Giraffe to his face. <laughs> and <then laughs> I was like, it's actually a very good-natured nickname, and I really enjoy watching him play. I definitely would call him the Chaos Giraffe to his face, and the guy was like. That's because you love the attention. You want it to be all about you. That's the <laughs> reason you would do it. It's like, okay, well,
1: clearly. Guys, look at, look at Garland against the post. He. Uh, sorry. Uh, I, no, I, it's I okay. Keep, keep, uh, there's 15 seconds the left. For it. Okay.
3: Ah, fuck. Okay.
0: It's, we're almost there. Did yes. You see
1: this on Garland right here?
2: <laughs> this is some amazing posture from Garland. Look <laughs> <Incredible. laughs> at where his stick is, too. Yeah, I bet Connor Garland could play hockey using one of those like uh like hockey sticks, like with the, <laughs> like, the white plastic shaft and like the blue plastic blade. Oh yeah! Literally, nothing would be different in his game at all.
1: That's what I have to use on Monday nights.
2: But yeah, he he that's apparently really do. does not like being called an angry little elf. So why on him that? Fair enough. Yeah.
0: Well, that's nice of Wyatt. Um, I I will
1: say that um i think okay maybe this ad only shows up on donnie and dolly but the ad where he and jt miller at are at basant motors uh he looks like he has not shaved in 12 months uh like he, he has the worst beard and hair and it's so <laughs> funny that he just showed up at the for the ad for that
2: i didn't know the basant motors had tv ads i thought those were yeah it's on it's on
1: of. uh or it, it's either basant or it's like one of these other brown guys who owns a dealership on Kings on Kingsway or Fraser Highway. Hell yes, uh,
0: hell yes.
1: We got shut ah, up. We're ah, about to get shut up by Chicago. Well,
0: there's still one second left, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think they've done it. Um, yeah. So, anyways, this uh for context here, uh, Jeremy's kid is ten and was born like immediately after the 2011 run. Um huh. and, and so I'll I just...
2: think is named after Trevor Linden, right? Yeah, he oh, yes, yeah. He his must. name is Yeah. So uh so well he I'll
0: probably just read... wanted to name
2: his
1: kid after somebody on on the team, like from that run, but they didn't win a cup. So no
2: no, no. he probably wanted to go for the, the previous like beloved captain, but his wife refused to let them name the baby Steamer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh so I'll just read here. Last week, Lyndon told me he can't wait for them to be good again, quote, like they were in 2019-20. And I went on a 20-minute rant about what good actually is. I literally Mm -hmm. did not shut up about it out of the dressing room, through the parking lot, and the whole drive home. (laughs)
2: Mm
0: -hmm. He's just like screaming at his 10-year-old kid about how he doesn't (laughs) even know what a good hockey team is because he's too young. I love that.
1: (laughs) (sighs) I I hope to do that one day.
2: Speed, agility, power.
3: I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. It handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion. I see you
0: now about the full time, baby, but you know that I got nothing to say. It's a charm. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Roxy Fever. He's back. I'm back, baby. I'm your host, Jackson McDonald. Joining me today are Vias, Elliot, and our brand new producer, Justin Morissette. Hello. Justin, how's it going?
2: pretty good glad to be here glad to be a part of the show for real officially I, i'm a recurring guest of course but in my guest appearances i like to think i keep it pretty profesh uh, outside of like when i go on unhinged rants for uh, extended minutes but uh, <laughs> otherwise course. like you know i show up ready to do a podcast whereas the hosts of the program are like playing nintendo switch and you know doing that kind of thing so mm-hmm. i've really changed it up this time uh, now that i'm part of the show i uh, have taken a couple gummies before the show has begun and you might be able to hear the faint sounds of me playing the uh, Pokemon Pearl Pokemon. <laughs> for, for <laughs> Nintendo Switch as the, as the show goes on so look it forward is, to
0: that it is taking every fiber of my being to not play Knights of the Old Republic right now
2: <laughs> only 20 bucks too I can't believe you didn't mention that when you were plugging yeah. up the voice yeah it's a really good deal $20 um, for the KOTOR re-release yeah it's re-
0: it's a little janky but uh, it's definitely worth 20 bucks so. <laughs> the
2: original game was janky as yeah, that's hell, true
0: too, yeah <laughs>
1: I'm a PC yeah, gamer enough. now, and so the key- keyboard would be clocking too much for me to play during this. So, unfortunately, I'm going to be focused, do laser eye focus. As,
2: as you uh, taking furious notes on everything. <laughs> yes. <It's laughs> that's
1: a great excuse. Plugging, it's LEA plugging into Cat Friendly.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, I guess, uh, well, one thing I wanted to say, Justin, you mentioned uh, taking some gummies. I can't do drugs anymore or drink, uh, for my health. And that has made watching the early goings of the Canucks season almost <laughs> impossible. Um, well, it's a good thing you cheer against the team. So
1: there's nothing to cope about.
0: Yeah. I was, uh, I was just saying before we started that uh, I've been cheering against the Canucks for so long now that I f- kind of forget what it's like to cheer for them. Um, I, I had an emotional moment a couple nights ago because,
1: I uh, you know that story I told you about sports page where my girlfriend was telling me about how her dad's a huge hockey fan. and when she was uh, when she was due, uh, her mom was pregnant, uh, they were <laughs> he gets home from work and' is like, and her water breaks, and she's like, we have to go to the hospital." And he's like, but I need to watch this episode of sports page <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, you know what? I've never actually watched sports page and and thinking about how. Um, i've
0: never watched the show that hasn't been on the air since i was two years old
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh but like you know all my all my favorite guys were i mean some of my favorite guys were were on that show and got their start there and clearly it's how team 1040 started and like you know seems like an important show um and so i watched some youtube videos of it really funny to watch young john shorthouse and don taylor like honestly you guys should check it out after this episode
0: yeah. But I'll do that. I've never, I didn't, is there some on YouTube or.
1: Yeah. There's a few like five to 10 minute clips. There's a few that the one that we watched uh, was the one right after uh, 94, the Western conference finals or the Smith division, I guess. Uh, and it was just like, it was, it was really fun to watch, fun to watch the team be good and, and just have a bit of an emotional attachment to that. But, but anyways, like I'm uh, I want this team to be good again because it felt so nice to watch that. And then after that YouTube video came up about some random Toronto Canucks game in 2010, where Burroughs and the Sedins combined for six or seven goals. And I was like, like I couldn't watch more videos because I knew if I kept watching them, I'd just get sad. Like, so yeah. I want it back. Like I know, I know I want it back. Um, But it's so
0: far away. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, as we record the Canucks just lost one, nothing to the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, one of the worst teams in the league, uh, on the tail end of a back to back. Did you? Did any of you guys hear any chants? Because uh, I know there were some last night. That was the big story out of, or, or not last night, but last game uh, against the Jets. I know there were some. Uh, there were some chants, and then there were a, quite a few chants in the game before that. Did you guys catch any, or do you guys know if there have been any, or? Is it just the typical Sunday night crowd that doesn't doesn't say or do anything? I was listening to a lot
3: of it on mute, so I cannot help you here.
1: Same same, same here. Uh, I, I didn't catch that. And also, it seemed like in games past that a bunch of fans were just yelling uh, and doing their chanting during commercial breaks, um, yeah. which is right when commercials come
2: on. Uh, or... Well, we never
0: said Canucks fans were very smart, even the ones <laughs> that are smart enough to know that Jim Benning shouldn't run the team anymore.
2: <laughs> Even Brendan Batchelor the other night commented on the fact on the Friday game, one of like the Timbits hockey intermission players was asked by like Hannah or whoever the in-game host is now uh, what his pregame meal was before the intermission game. And he said, oh, just a few gummies. (laughs) and and batch tweeted out the quote and was like i bet that's true for a lot of people in attendance tonight."
0: (laughs) that's great
1: uh good for him
0: yeah so i i was just asking uh before your audio cut out there justin if uh any of you guys heard any chance tonight because i know there were a few on uh... no there were no chances tonight for the
1: canucks like (laughs) the one
0: uh good one um No, uh, because obviously that was the big story coming out of uh, the last couple of games was, particularly it was the game against, uh, God, I can't even fucking remember, but the one before the game against the Jets.
2: On Wednesday night, I was there. Ah, Uh, yes. That's the first game that I've attended since... Uh, since the line of Besser, Gagne, and Vanek was tearing things up for the Vancouver Canucks, so that's wow. how long it had been since I'd been in the building. Is this uh, the game that like
1: seven of you were at the game also? Like JD was there too, or is that a different one?
2: That was uh, on Friday, JD was at oh, the oh, was Friday with a big game, yeah, yeah, with, sorry, Gareth, with Gareth of the OHL. Sorry. Uh, uh, and uh, no, so I was at the game on Wednesday. And that was a very close game. Now, I was expecting it to be a bloodbath as far as the the fan reaction. But I was also expecting the Colorado Avalanche to show up and play a game that night. And they maybe tried for 10 minutes total of 60 and still won easily. Uh, But because the game was close, nobody really wanted to get negative necessarily. And there were times, multiple times during the game. There was a guy a couple sections over from us. Who brought like a big fire Benning sign? The back of the sign said "Where's our cap space?" which I thought was really good. <laughs> uh, but he was trying to get it going a lot. See, and people,
1: people Canucks fans don't... are smart. They'll they'll bring signs yeah.
2: like that. They
1: they won't bring the signs like CBC Canucks beat Calgary or something. You know, like <laughs> yes. they
3: absolutely do.
1: Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they do.
2: Well, they I guess we haven't been Calgary signs all. all the time, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs>
1: I feel like I feel like few there's not that many other fan bases
3: where people will get
1: like the uh it's so tight like a playoff game. Like that uh, was I don't great. know.
2: That was the best sign. Yeah. But it there was a reluctance to it because the game was close until like late in the yeah. third period. So yeah. it, it was competitive. I was expecting a blowout and that things would get really ugly. That's not necessarily what happened, but there was still enough chance that it was audible on TV. You saw a lot of reporters. Uh, in from the press box taking videos so that they could post it on social media if it wasn't coming out uh, on the broadcast necessarily. But also they were very aggressive in trying to counteract like they knew that all of those chants were coming from the upper bowl the 300 section. So they sent crazy P on the attack. Is <laughs> drumming constantly
1: counter-revolutionary forces
2: into the hills <laughs> and then I saw it again happening uh, on social media on Friday um but like again I think it says a lot that you had a reluctant crowd on Wednesday night in a game that they were losing against a team that's much better than them um you know, of sort of coming around on fire chants as the game went along. There was a really negative reaction I found from fans to the "sell the team" chant, though, which I found very odd because, like, that ooh, should be negative. the chant too. That true. that's an the better good chant. Yeah,
0: that's the better chant. That's what. Yeah. And, and first of all, it's objectively just sell the team sell the team is just an easier chance.
1: What what do you, what do you mean by there's a negative reaction to it? I mean, it started
2: in our section and there were people sitting to the next, to, to the right of me, to the left of me who were like, no, no, no! Come, come on, come on! That's too far. As if, like, franchise. man has a family. Your friend or something, <laughs> or I don't know. I the, the person that I was at the game with was wondering, like, maybe we're just so scarred from the Vancouver Grizzlies that casuals think <laughs> sell the team means move the team. Like, I don't, I don't understand how you could uh, have such a negative adverse reaction to that. But I did feel like the crowd on Wednesday night walked so that Friday night's crowd could run because Mm -hmm. while it was a smattering and people were maybe reluctant to jump on board with it in the game against the Avs in the game against, uh, whoever it was they played on, on Friday night, sorry. Jets, right? The Winnipeg Jets. Yes. In that game, the Cucks were winning three to one. They had a two goal lead and those chants were still coming out in full force. In Beautiful. fact, even more Love passionately it. than the Wednesday night game, people were fully there to sing and chant and demand the dismissal of general manager uh, Jim Benning. So, you know, uh, the, the media uh, who, who didn't want to see uh, this happen or thought perhaps that uh, the anti-Benning crowd were overstating reality uh, were very happy on Thursday to be like, Duh, Twitter's not real life, bro. People don't do this. People aren't going to spend their money to go boo. I spent my money. Guess what I was going to do?
0: <laughs> I will admit,
2: though, this feels very like
0: uh, burning. Have you heard of a wrestling event before? Like <laughs> This feels uh, very like uh, burning Beatles records a little bit, though, in the sense that like you do still have to funnel money into the team to go there and voice your displeasure. Well, but I'll be
2: honest. I didn't actually pay for my seat. My friend bought two tickets and gave one. To See, me. good. That's good. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. I 18,000 people should tweet that. with like, oh, I didn't pay for it. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, um, the, uh, ah, fuck. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> you won't say it. Folks. I had, I had something and then I lost it. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, can we put, uh, to rest though the idea that like uh the cannot like i know this is an old talking point now but like the idea that canucks fans can't handle a rebuild and that uh the team will you know the this, always have they'll always yeah. be yeah. uh there'll be so many empty seats and a lot of the la di de- la, de- la- de- da like well it's been the- fucking eight years and the and the team's like still selling
2: Here's the thing that really bothered me was seeing people on Twitter over the last couple of days being like, I just don't think that negativity reflects the average fan who's going to a game. And it's like, okay, but also the average fan is not going to a game, period. You
0: know, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because if you're like an
3: average fan right now, the only reason you're going to a game is because tickets are dirt cheap. Exactly. Like most people don't want to go to a game and see the team get their teeth kicked. And I'm thinking to myself. You know, I'm waiting to buy tickets till the team's good,
1: or until I can see like McDavid play or something. Like I'm not—I would be going to a game not to watch the Canucks, basically.
2: Yeah, those are genuinely the only tickets right now that are selling for above value. If you try to really? get them in the secondary market, is Edmonton Oilers? That's it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Christ. Yeah, if you're gonna go to to the game as a Canucks fan, uh, be like. Be like those uh, those uh, brown guys who were at the Ducks game. Uh where are the other teams jerseys instead?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's the, the only Arizona way it comes like like back in like the entire it. arena sold out in the weird jerseys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I well, that's like
3: why is he our most popular player? We still can't figure it out. <laughs> we should
0: uh, we should give a shout out to that one guy in the uh, thank you Jim jersey.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to get dress. that guy on as a guest. It's a dress. By the end of the season, it will be a ballroom gown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was great, though. I, I, I saw Daniel Wagner uh, interviewed him. I didn't read the article because I don't read Canucks articles anymore because I don't give a <laughs> shit, but uh it uh, it sounds like he was a season ticket holder, and he's yeah, like he, uh, he he's thinking about not renewing, which I well, imagine that, has to be the case for pretty much all the season ticket holders right now.
2: That's the thing that's driven me insane over the last week is listening to uh, fans and media alike being like, "Well, no one's going to take it seriously until season ticket holders start getting upset," and it's like, "I'm sorry, what reality do you live in?" Like. We know for a fact that a ton of people did not renew their seasons for this season. And we know that anyone who's ever bought a ticket package from the Vancouver Canucks Ever basically got a series of harassing phone calls this year to try and get <laughs> you to come back they were like over the line desperate trying to get people in the building this season and it's because the wait list that used to exist does not exist which means season ticket holders have already spoken they don't want to pay for this shit anymore yeah
1: it also, seems season like ticket holders are not average fans too exactly yeah, yeah.
0: No, they're all guys yeah, who own like Italian restaurants and shit. Like I don't know. There, it, it seems to me like everybody who like the season tickets or season tickets are still really expensive, right? Like or have they gone I mean, down? Still like, like yeah, they sound 60, like they're like twenty, like 20 even grand. The cheapest or something. ones
3: are still like, you know, eighty bucks a game or something. Yeah. So yeah. it's also a
0: lot of and a lot of these people right? are
3: not going to these games too.
0: Yeah, it's this it's the standard like hot tub dealership guy that we talk about so often It's Nav Badia. He, or
1: yeah it's, it's those people or it's like uh it's people who've actually been fans for like 40 years and uh like i, I know some people who have season tickets like that who've just had them since the 70s um and yeah. they're slowly kind of trickling away now
3: and the other thing too is like even two or three years ago people would come up to me because they know that i am follow the team and stuff and they'd be like oh like how much do tickets cost these days and i was trying to explain to them like if it's not a marquee game, you can get in the door in the second half of the season for pretty cheap. And now everybody knows, yeah, you can get in for dirt cheap now. So yeah,
1: everybody, everybody knows. Like nobody, everybody knows they don't have to go right at the beginning because they can just get scalp tickets. It's
3: it's a great time. Yeah, and people know that they can pick up tickets online for like forty bucks or whatever.
0: Yeah, uh, I want to circle back to some of the counter-revolutionary measures that uh, Vias <laughs> alluded to because there were. There were quite a few uh, in- instances that uh, that I remember reading about on uh, on social media. One that really interested me was the uh, accusations of like piped in crowd noise. I would definitely say that it sounded like that on uh, on Friday night. That has definitely happened, right? Like that's not even an allegation that didn't that happen a
1: few years ago. Happened in
2: wrestling.
0: I would believe it. Uh, there <laughs> yeah. was another. There was also the. Uh, the guy who, it's actually a friend of yours, Vias, who uh, brought in the uh, Finn is the best at winning <laughs> yeah. sign that uh, Yerki 21 mocked up for people. and yeah, had that's his...
1: at small sample size.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, old,
1: and, old pal And mine. And, uh, a- and uh, he, yeah, he was, uh, he, he also, I, I think I'm allowed to say he didn't pay for his tickets. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, he, he, he went, because, and, yeah, he went because, like, literally because he just wanted to bring the sign um and i also didn't realize that yuriki made that sign idea two years ago or like That's three right. years ago yeah um i didn't notice the, the timestamp stamp on that but uh, we should definitely try to come up with more creative ones or uh, as creative ones there's nothing more creative than that yeah i also like the allegation
3: on wednesday that they were turning down the uh on ice mics oh man I don't know if that's... I have no idea if that's true or not. But I thought that was a pretty fun conspiracy theory.
2: I mean, I, I thought that the chants were very audible, but also they were coming from my section and I was participating in them, so... <laughs> right, yeah.
1: There
2: I could make also, out that there was
3: chanting. I could not make out what it was, but who knows?
0: At this point, though, it, it sort of seems like... I mean, what do you guys think they're going to do here? Like, they... They've won. I, I, I'm here. Let me just pull up their record because we're gonna get the Memphis Canucks, baby. It's a big I've been waiting for.
3: Uh, oh man, Mallory's gonna be so happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So the Canucks are now six, 11 and two. Uh, they just went through a stretch where they allowed nineteen goals in three games. Uh, they lost against one of the worst teams in the league on the second half of a back to back. Uh, but we're only some of the most
1: exciting Canucks hockey I've watched. We're only
0: years. 19 games into the season and people are it's already too early about, to judge. <laughs> people are already talking about fire. The coach fire, the GM, do you guys think anything's coming down the pipeline or are we going to be just stuck watching, uh, the train go off the track for the next, you know, 60 plus games?
1: Uh, I just I wanted to I think I heard this on another show, but apparently even before the Aquilines, the Canucks have not made a midseason coaching or management change since 1999, when they oh. when they uh, fired Keenan at the like the All Star game or the draft I heard hired Crawford. hired Crawford. So 1999 was the last time there was ever a
2: midseason change. Jesus,
1: that seems,
0: yeah. that's a, that's crazy. I didn't realize <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, so think of like, how too, long
2: Burke and Crawford were together for and then yeah. Crawford into AV and like, I don't know, that all makes sense to me. Like, in the Quartz way-
1: made it to the end of the year. And,
2: the, and the team was like, obviously better than, even, even the tumult that it went through like 15 years ago or whatever does not compare to what we are currently experiencing and yeah. have been for years now. Like, yeah.
0: The funniest yeah. thing about this team is that like if you told me that Demco would be playing above average, OEL would be playing like much better than most people expected, uh, you know, Connor Garland's working out, like uh, you know, JT Miller's on base for a career season, or at least he was like a couple of games ago. I think that's cooled off now. But like if you told me all of that, I would expect things to be going pretty well but it's like they have like three or four things that are that have cut like the right way for them and they're still as bad as they've ever been
2: yeah it's crazy and as much as you can point to the top players and but when I say player like obviously uh a JT Miller has been a consistent performer uh, and Connor Garland, I think, has been really good, even though he went through a bit of a goalless stretch there. He was still putting up assists during that time. Um, yeah, it's it's Petterson. I think it's even Horvat to an extent right now. He's cooled off. Besser as well. Besser big time. It gets to kind of float under the radar a little bit because everybody's worried about what's going on with Petterson And also Brock had a good start, I thought. And he's yeah. kind of just been cool for the last 10 games or so. Yeah. Um, But uh, I mean, it's 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 way beyond that. Like there's fundamental things, the the penalty kill, the special teams in general, like the power play is the big difference. And that should be the team's bread and butter. Like when they were a playoff team, it was because their power play was good. And when they were awful, it's been, you know, in part because their power play is awful. The penalty kills even worse. And it's like. their, pe- their penalty
0: kill might end up being historically bad. if It, it continues is right now. On it this is, phase. yeah. It's the worst yeah. in the cap era. Yeah, I don't know if that'll hold, but it could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair I want to point. see if well, they can get below 50%. That's what I I'm
2: hope they go the for. whole year yeah. below 50. That'll be so much fun. That would be amazing. It'll still be really bad at the end of the year just because of how, how big of a hole they've put themselves in. You know, like there's no for sure climbing up and being a decent PK. Uh, around the league when you start this badly, but when we spend 20 games at 50%, like
1: what if the Canucks PK is so bad that the referees guild or whatever, uh, they're, they're pushed to game management changes so that they never call the Canucks penalties ever again. <laughs> Think about it.
2: I mean, we saw that on Friday to an extent.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm saying the refs are going to stop calling penalties against the Canucks because they want to manage the games and they know that and, calling that penalty will force
3: a goal, unless they so, need to force a goal against the Canucks for unless, management. Yes, and the they Canucks probably
1: just won't become need to the team will be losing five five v five so much.
0: The Canucks just become the team from slap because no penalties get called on them. They're just mugging everyone every five seconds. Um, they have nobody
1: to mug people.
0: I uh, it's it's been interesting too. Like as much as the the that OEL trade like appears to be working out so far. Uh, I do not expect it. we will be saying that in three it's, or four it's years. It's just but. like
1: the J.T. Miller trade has worked out so far.
0: Yeah, uh, but uh, all their like secondary acquisitions, like Jason Dickinson, Wolf, uh, Pool Man. Oh, I uh, thought you meant
1: Wolf was just another guy we got.
0: Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, pool, pool Pool Man, my favorite. Uh, <laughs> pool Man, my favorite uh, Soundgarden song. Uh, terrible. Pool Man. Pool man. Um Mike Hunt, that's not working out really. He's barely played. Um you mean Brad Hunt. (laughs) Oh, I see. (laughs) Like all their all their like uh like depth signings that were uh that were getting sort of a lot of praise in the media when they were made, like none of it's really borne any fruit. Um yeah, the only new additions that are good are the draft picks. I mean they yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like the Coles and Hoaglander, who yeah, and yeah it really yeah. makes you wonder if they had just stuck with that a little bit, like even yeah. just a slight bit more, yeah uh where they would be right now, because yeah, like their best players right now are uh Hoaglander and put in probably and and uh uh, I think Connor garland as well has been has been very good, but mm-hmm. Uh, it's ultimately the same thing that I said about uh, JT Miller. It's like, it doesn't matter. Like, even if you win a trade like that, if you're just airlifting in a, like, you, you know, a player who's a good bet to be like your fourth leading scorer or third leading scorer for the next few years, if, you're airlifting them onto a team that has three NHL defensemen and two who can move the puck. Like it, you're just not going to get anywhere.
2: Hucker Pullman makes me miss good Branson.
0: Yeah. He is bad. <laughs> yeah. or like
2: Lucas Pisa even, or, or like bring back Matt Bartkowski. I would so rather revisit so many of the ghosts of this regime than watch another 300 and some odd games of Tucker Pullman. This guy has the worst puck skills, maybe of any player in the entire Benning era. And that is such a statement. Like, my God, like he's horrible. I can't stand to watch him join the rush or really do much of anything. And I hope he soaked it in. I hope he really drank in the moment on Wednesday night, that two point game, a goal and an assist. Oh, it will never happen again, ever in his life. <laughs>
0: Uh, I should also ask you guys uh, did you see the thing about the guy who got cucked by Finn? That was amazing.
3: Yes, we did
0: see that.
2: Or at
3: least I saw JD's play-by-play
2: though. I did not watch the game on Friday. Well, it's it's obviously a plants it's in it's in arena entertainment
0: well still but it was that's it's good in arena entertainment something about the game it's better it's better than spicy we
2: must tip the cap when they do something right i do agree yes correct
0: that guy got uh fin domed but um (laughs) that's (laughs) why you want to talk about this yeah that is we're we're going we're going back to elliot and i running the show (laughs) yeah that's probably a good idea
1: So, so, Justin, uh, what did the memo look like when uh, it came from the Aquilini's? or sorry, when it came from your media overlords, that uh, the media is now allowed to criticize Benning and Aquilini? What was that like? <laughs> I to, fi- just... to, to finally get Order 66?
2: Look, I've, <laughs> I've never been told what to say. Uh, I, I'm, I'm my own man, and I have been <laughs> all along. I have never said anything that I don't believe in. Um... But it seems like, yes, that there is a willingness now. And, and to, I find it more curious from the national perspective uh, mm-hmm. than I do from the people who are finally bringing the knives out locally. Because, you know, nationally, essentially, I, it's, it's kind of like you just sort of signed off on. The authority of like, well, these are hockey men, so they must know what they're doing on some level. And I just Mm -hmm. won't pay attention to it because it's out on the West Coast. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm Because
2: I think if you've been paying attention to what's been going on here for basically six and a half years now, you'd have a good idea that this has been... a a gong show with just such bad process such Mm -hmm. bad decision making uh that that like never learns from its mistakes almost triples quadruples down on the same errors over and over again you know i i just mentioned that you know tucker pullman might be worse than all of those guys that he makes me miss but but like on some level they're just going after the same guy over and over again. And it never works. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. In um, eight and, and, years
0: and they have managed to identify one NHL defenseman, but the outside of the draft, the and even inside of the draft, like they've really only managed to find one.
2: Well, they traded away the other one that they have. Yeah. <laughs> Porcelain who granted it's a product of playing for one of the best teams in the NHL in the Florida Panthers, but is would be the leader of this team in defensive scoring by a, a quite a lot. That
0: so. rocks, and Jonathan Dolan would be uh, leading in goals. I think like that was that's a blast he would have, from the he past. Would have been at one
2: time, but I don't I don't know if that's still true. That's but.
0: actually what we talked about on our on the very first episode of Roxy Fever was the Jonathan Dolan trade. Um, <laughs> oh man! So oh, it's yeah. it's nice to see. Uh, uh, it's nice to be uh, proven right eventually.
2: And just obviously stupid moves at the time that they were made. You know, the Dolan trade and I think the Forsling trade both just yeah. dumb shortcuts to be like, oh, uh, I'll trade my burden hand for uh, this one in the bush or whatever. The opposite. Maybe mm-hmm. I have no idea what that saying even means. But regardless, <laughs> I'll look at I'll look at gift Horse in the mouth. <laughs> I, I, Those I are different things. Try... <laughs> <laughs> I, I... (laughs) (laughs) I have, you know, uh, a mystery box that will probably be something really good. We just saw him be so great at those World Juniors before that trade happened, which is why Chicago wanted him. And I don't mean to speak well of Stan Bowman in light of recent events. But at that time, you know, the moves that he made to keep that team a contender and flip off secondary parts for young assets, if you were receiving a phone call from stan bowman of all people who was asking you for this young defenseman that you have in exchange for a defenseman that he has that he doesn't want for whatever reason like
0: there's probably a reason he doesn't want his guy
2: why would you ever like i would be like oh my god i'm getting fleeced right now you know like at least have that self-awareness and don't just fall for the obvious like con job of a slick talking The GM who's smarter than you when it comes to hockey evaluations and nothing else and nothing
0: else. Yes. I, uh, that makes me want to ask, like, do you think there's any way out of this now? Like, obviously, uh, fans are clamoring for some kind of change at either, you know, at at the very least the coaching position. Uh, I don't think that's really the problem, but, uh, preferably, you know, preferably the GM or (laughs) even better yet ownership. Um, but like, uh, Aside from you know Francesco selling the uh, team to like Jim Pattison or something, like is there any way out of this hell uh, that we find ourselves in? Well, I want to circle
2: back because I never really answered what Vias asked me, which is why is media paying attention? And oh yeah, calling I think it, it is. out this time. Which and I think the reason why is that like it's different now because it's reaching a boiling point of fan anger. And I've, I know that, for example, you know, there's been a lot of anger over the last eight years. I've been at the forefront of it a lot of the time. Uh, you know, I, but I also know that with that anger, you cannot stay angry forever. It burns you out. It's a negative way to feel it. it eventually, it feels yeah. so awful over a long period of time that people become apathetic and they don't care anymore. And for a lot of people who aren't like obsessive the way that apparently I am uh, you know like it becomes an obvious choice that this is a waste of your time in your life and that you should spend time on things that make you happy instead that's video games or books or literally any other form of entertainment you do not have to follow this theme there's a lot of people who've already made that choice over the last eight years but the people who have stuck it out and and you know, held out for the promise, Jackson, as you were saying, that someday this will be over, that we can get out of this. Uh, the longer it doesn't happen, the more angry you become. And when you get to a point where the crowd is chanting, fire benning during games, during games that you're winning, yeah. Then as much as some people want to downplay it and say, oh, it's just a tepid smattering of losers and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's clearly having an effect because when that is happening in your building, it cannot be ignored. It can't be ignored by the owner and it cannot be ignored by national media who have to take a good long look at what has happened, not just in the last eight years, but (laughs) especially in the last, let's say, two and a half and, and ask themselves, What in the good fuck is going on here, basically, you know, like uh, this has just been and we know what happened. We we've been watching it the whole time. We know that Francesco turned the taps off during the pandemic and became the most frugal owner in the league, acting like he was never going to earn another dollar in his life, you know. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I heard from a uh, from and I believe Justin's probably heard the same thing from someone very credible that uh, the Stetcher thing was 1000% just Francesco Aquilini not being willing to pay uh, Stetcher whatever his asking price was going to be. Um, And this is this
1: in this conversation. I just want to want to add like some maybe in the past also media or whoever else people have. Uh, been apologetic on behalf of the Aquilines. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, tough decisions. And management said this too, like, oh, COVID, tough decisions, blah, blah, blah. But these are things that every other team has had to deal with. Um, the Aquilines are not the only owners that were affected by by COVID. Uh, it,
0: Yeah. I want to yeah. pose a question too. Like, why do you guys think the Canucks never hired a president after Trevor Linden?
3: I mean, there's two leading theories, right? One is that Aquilini wants to play businessman. Yeah. The other one is that they're too damn cheap.
0: Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's a combination. Uh, yeah. I think it's a combination. I think it's basically it's basically both. Uh, yeah. It's but I'll, it's it's specifically it's they, hard for
1: them to find a replacement for Linden too. Not that he was great or anything, but somebody that could perform the same thing for them that Lyndon did. Uh, for the Aquilini's, and that was kind of be a PR piece at the same time. I would and say... looked like a
3: win for them to hire because, like, Lyndon was a win for them to hire because it's like, hey, look, it's it's the guy yeah. that you all like. Like remember when the team was good and you liked him? Yeah, this
2: is no, of... like
3: they can't go and hire
2: whoever. It's yeah, this, this isn't far away from like why they hired again. The And 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 his entire reign was like watching Luke Skywalker become the Emperor. <laughs> Until... Yeah, that's true. Until in the end, he was fired for trying to throw Palpatine into that, like, electric pit at the end of Jedi. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and by Palpatine, I mean Jim Benning. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh. I, 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 like, needed that. <laughs> I hope you know that. I needed that explanation.
0: Um, I was just going to say that the, I think the reason why is because the team does have a precedent, and it's Francesco. Like... The... I definitely feel like
3: that after the photos today leaked of, or yesterday, I guess, of him and Pedersen at whatever Italian restaurant they own.
0: Oh yeah, very normal stuff. Uh, Wait, hold on. Why is that?
1: Why is that weird that the owner is taking out his star player for dinner?
0: I have never heard of that happening ever. Yeah, like that's very that's very weird. Like, uh, usually I usually like, ownership. I, under- it's, I understand the thing where you want like
1: keep a it layer different.
2: of remove. Uh, exactly.
1: especially especially yeah. when it's players who like you know you could be trading the person you don't want to be having a personal relationship with them but if he is the star star franchise player who just signed a contract with you i i don't see like yeah it's a little unorthodox but i don't see a problem with that necessarily
3: well he you know i don't think i said i don't think there's a problem with it necessarily but i think it definitely sort of illustrates that aquilini wants to take a super active role. Yeah, okay, yeah, and again, Aquilini is managing the Canucks and not a real business for a reason,
2: but let me he doesn't
1: have any real businesses to be fair.
2: Let me posit, and I'm this is going to be an unexpected argument coming from me, I think, but let me posit that it's it might actually be a good thing, okay, because we know that the only reason that Jim Benning is still here is because this owner does not want to fire him, he likes this guy, they think hockey the same way uh he gets to be a part of the process i mean he makes himself a part of the process i guess but like you know uh he doesn't want to let this guy go he likes this relationship and wants it to continue basically um (laughs) uh, and if if that is the case and people are demanding change and he needs to be talked into it well who's going to be able to talk him into it do you think
1: yeah, you want you want betting to be talking to him. Like, I'm not saying
2: I'm not saying that Elias Pedersen is sitting down for dinner or coffee with uh, uh, Francesco Aquilini and and you know demanding that he makes a change at the top of the organization. But I think if you're the owner and you do want to do due diligence on what's gone wrong with this organization and what needs to change to make those changes, I would think that mm-hmm. the number one person that you would want to talk to. Is the player who is basically your franchise pillar cornerstone for the next decade, you know, I, I think that conversation is a good thing. I think that is a valuable person to talk to if we are to take ownership at their word that they are actually looking into, you know, the depths of what's gone on here and what needs to be different.
1: Yeah, and remember that apparently, um, who whoever said this, but agents are breathing down Benning's neck all the time. They're always calling him. It's the, t- the t-
2: opposite way, actually. Benny oh, is Benning Bed- during during calling his, agents? Benning, during his press availability this past week, said that he's been in communication with agents to ask them about their clients and see how they're feeling and what can be
1: improved. Okay, maybe I either misread it, or it wasn't from Benny. I think it was one of the media people, but.
0: I uh, I just wanted to ask, uh, as far as Pedersen and being a cornerstone player for the next 10 years, like, is he? Because I look at the team right now, and I think, like, nothing is off the table. And I would not be surprised if the only way out of this is for uh, the joke that I have been making since 2015 about trading Horvat to kick off a second rebuild uh actually comes true
2: yeah but even if you go through with that and i i don't know that it's entirely far-fetched that it happens at this point um you know you're still keeping there are some pieces still nailed to the floor you know yeah
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. fair enough okay, i don't, I don't I think they could I don't... but like the most logical like if you were gonna tear it down rebuild the most logical thing to do is trade yeah, I Patterson. I don't look
1: I don't I don't think the Canucks are going to trade any player that sh- shows or admits guilt for past management mistakes, recent ones especially. Um, and that means they're not going to trade Patterson and Hughes. They're not going to trade Demko. Uh,
2: also, think about how old those guys are. Like, yeah, there's no reason that should be the nucleus age of the core that you're building. They
0: would be like yeah, the yeah. vets on the uh, on the rebuilt. Yeah, you know, no, yeah. essentially exactly. it, makes, it
1: makes sense to trade Horvat, it makes sense to trade Besser, and they wouldn't get any flack for that, or not, they wouldn't get the same flack they,
0: they will know, when just... they trade Brock Besser for fucking Ryan yeah. Johansson yeah. or yeah, something.
1: Of course, so, we are
3: the thing about Horvat is you can trade him and you'll get tons of value for him because he probably has more cachet than he actually provides value. Yeah, Besser, that is probably not the case, I don't think.
1: Yeah, it's easy. It's, I think it is. I, I agree. It's easier to get get Horvat for value.
2: We are the Kevin Low Oilers right now, and Brock or not Brock, <laughs> Bo Horvat is our Taylor Hall. Like, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh boy, that's a good. That's a really good analogy. So actually.
0: I can't wait, uh, Bo Horvat for Adam Larson, baby. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, I mean, we we need to. I,
2: uh, indeed,
1: I think that out, honestly is probably who, what will
0: happen.
2: Who's like a 20 year old who profiles like Eric Goodbranson right now? <laughs>
0: uh, Philip Broberg. They're gonna trade uh Bo Horvat to the Oilers for Philip Broberg. Um, I think he plays for the Oilers still, I can't remember. I think so. um, that uh, that leads me to one uh, piece of news that's old now, but uh, I want to close out on it because I didn't get a chance to talk about it and we haven't really, it hasn't been mentioned on the show, which is uh, Travis Harmonica not uh, getting vaccinated until like this week. Um, I felt like this whole thing kind of flew under the radar for what a big deal it was because this whole ordeal of like, what's going on with Travis Hamanick? Uh Why isn't he at training camp? Why isn't he playing? Like it was drawn out for months and months and months. Uh, and we never got a straight answer. And then finally, like just before training camp, Travis green just comes out and says, come out, comes out and says, oh yeah, uh, he's finally, uh, he he got his first vaccine. He's uh, finally getting a second one now. And it's like, cool. So you guys just lied about this for like three months and like pulled out like mental health and like, uh, you know, all, all this bizarre uh, misdirection. I would just, I'd love a take from each of you on yeah, like, th- what you thought about that. Because I thought it was like it, for me, it started this season off on, the worst possible note it could because like to trot out uh like mental health as an excuse for somebody uh who gets paid millions of dollars uh to not show up for their job because they don't want to get vaccinated uh made me never want to see any of these people ever again
1: yeah i'm yeah yeah, that's that's it's nothing it's nothing new to say but when they even brought up stuff about I think part of this is also from last year with the bubble or however many years ago that was. Oh yeah, um, no, it was, it yeah, was last with, year with, with the bubble. Yeah. With, uh, with his daughter being one reason, one, why he wanted to play on the West coast and, and also why he didn't want to play. Cause uh, her being, what us being told that uh, she was immunocompromised and I don't know if that's
0: ever been confirmed either, by the way, like I just know he has a daughter that like needs yeah, what, special care or something,
1: whether, whether it's true or not, or not, I think it created a base layer of, just in a like we all assumed uh, we we all it kind of got built in this assumption that something else is going on with Travis Hammondich so uh, it might be easy to think that it's the vaccine but uh, but like that made it hard for people to just immediately be skeptical uh, when this part of the story came around uh, and and then <laughs> and then it just also happens to be an anti-vaxxer uh, in the end and the team lied about it so um, I think that's that's why everybody just uh, took it at face value um do you know do you know what I mean
0: yeah no I do I do know what you mean um I uh I also just think it it really leaves a uh sour taste in my mouth with regards to the Adam Goddett thing as well
1: absolutely yeah you because
0: that. that was trotted out as an excuse for like why it was unacceptable that uh Adam Goddett. Got COVID, dining out at a fucking Aquilini-owned restaurant, um, and <laughs> gave it to everyone. Was like, oh, think of Travis hammonick's daughter, and then you find out that like the guy doesn't even fucking take his own daughter's health seriously enough to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard a story yeah. too that like he sh- he showed up uh, he showed up to the pharmacy to get it, and then was like, oh, I can't. Which
1: like <laughs> that fuck was really you. funny. Like, I wish I wish he. I wish he didn't get it because I like I don't want him to be playing on this team. He he was so bad today. Yeah, fair enough. But um, uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous that he basically gets to play part time for part of the season. Like he he just he only gets to play the home games. Like pretty good gig for you. Yeah, who th- are you who, yeah. Do you? who
0: the fuck do you think you are, Yarm or Yager?
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck you! You, that when you own the team, and you're 50 years old, and you own the also
0: the league. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> like Christ! Like that's man. what that's
1: what the deal should have been for Mario Lemieux when he bought the team. Yeah, like yeah, no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not traveling on that bus. No way. Or I'll play way. home games and the
2: playoffs, and that's it. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah, who wouldn't want that? Well, I don't want to entirely just reiterate everything that Drance said on the fan cast this week, but I, you know, I'm going to take the other approach here and say that, like. He is a human being, and ultimately he did come to make the right choice. No matter what the reason was, why, or how long it took him, we are in a situation where BC has a pretty high vaccination rate, but it still needs to be a little bit higher for us to be really in a safe place. And to get that final kind of 5%, it is winning over people like Travis Hamannick.
3: I mean, I had a stupid point online that I think I said like it's so funny to me that these people have religious restrictions when like practically how does your religion ban something that they didn't know about until <laughs> yeah, 30 that, years ago? That
0: is true. Yeah. Um but I was just gonna say I I actually to Justin's point, I actually like it's easy to make fun of Travis Travis Hamonick, but the people that I'm actually mad at in that scenario are management and, and uh yeah. And, yeah. and PR because like it, it just come out and say it like,
2: yeah, as it was happening, I was really upset about the way that it was presented. mm. It's like, it's not what you think when it's exactly what you think, but also he's just really sad about it. Like, you know, like yeah, you could tell he felt bad. Like,
0: I will say that much. Like You could tell he felt bad that he was like being a a stick in the mud,
2: but also because he's letting down his teammates on some level and he knows that and he doesn't want to do that. And that's probably what pushed him Mm -hmm. to get it, you know, in the end anyways, even though He's never going to talk about what his reasons were and we'll never find out about it. But, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I like, I understand the anger and the frustration of as it happened, but I think as you look back at it from what we know now, after the fact, I, I would say the team organizationally handled him perfectly mm-hmm. handled maybe the outside messaging and terms of what they said publicly, that Maybe that could have been tweaked a little bit, but, um, you know, they 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 told him that they were disappointed and that this was not going to stand and that he couldn't play, but they also supported his decision and said that they would welcome him back at any time if he chose to comply with their policy. And that is about all you can ask for, you know? Like, uh, like he he was punished and supported at the same time, and I think that is really well handled.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, my my issue is really just with the the messaging uh, aspect of it because it was it's very it leaves a very bad taste in my mouth uh, to hear them trot out all this stuff about mental health and yada 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 when it's just like just say your player like won't get vaccinated and doesn't want to talk about why like that's fine yeah yes like, like we'll just deal with it uh, and then you know if they had just said that and then. The story comes out in september like oh he's getting vaccinated now people would just be like great Mm -hmm. and instead everybody's just like why the fuck didn't you just tell us that anyways um
1: the canucks would not be in this this problem though um if they had better defensemen because travis hamannick is not an nhl defenseman (laughs)
2: that's true (laughs) yeah but also thank god he doesn't want to talk about it you know yeah. Can you imagine how much really worse cool. this would be if he was acting like Aaron Rodgers uh, and he's like David your Booth. third pairing defenseman? Like, oh my god!
0: All right. Well, that would I... be so funny. On that note, <laughs> oh, I oh think my god, that... I
1: have to, I have to jump on that Aaron Rodgers thing for one moment. Sure. Uh, I was watching the Oilers game last night, and they had this little thing on afterwards. Of you, you guys remember Cabbie from the Score?
2: Oh yeah. Well, Cabby's,
1: Cabby's back. <laughs> um uh and they had uh they showed this video of him talking to mcdavid there's a lot of stupid little games that they were playing but there was this one where cabbie was just like oh uh how would you rate these three quarterbacks like which one would you keep uh which one like which two would you keep and which one <laughs> wouldn't and it was very funny because Connor mcdavid is extremely awkward and cabbie is extremely good at what he does um and it's it's just <laughs> Connor mcdavid has these three big um portrait photos of aaron Rodgers, tom brady and uh, I don't look, I don't follow football, but one black quarterback. <laughs> and, yeah, he he picked Rogers and Brady and like left out the black quarterback. <laughs> and it was just like this very awkward moment of McDavid looking back at <laughs> Kevin.
0: Like,
1: this is bad off. <laughs> uh,
0: that's great. All right. Uh, on that Ooh. note, uh, you can follow the pod at Roxy fever. Oh, uh, a quick one. I am glad to be back, but, uh, I have to still go easy on myself uh, through these. So I appreciate everybody uh, sending me well wishes and uh, definitely appreciate everyone uh, everyone's patience. So um, thanks for listening. I'm not going to plug my Twitter account on the fucking show anymore because I'm tired of getting uh, weirdos in my mentions all the time. But uh, Justin, where can the good people find you?
2: Uh- uh, i'm on twitter at justin morris that's j-u-s-t-i-n-m-o-r-i-s and uh, you can hear me occasionally more often than not unless i'm working local high school or junior football uh producing the Faber and quads show on weekends yes. on oh, Saturday, yeah. 650. uh so yeah i'm yeah the show rules i'm thrilled to be uh uh, on board with those boys when I get to do it, and it's been great for them too. So um, I hope people listen to it and support it because that it's... is a
0: power trio, if I have ever heard
2: one. And it is so valuable to have local weekend content again. And we would love to be doing more in those spaces, but to do it like we need. I don't know. I thought
1: there was some friendly guys doing doing a Saturday show. <laughs> we <need money>
2: back. <laughs> <laughs> To listen and support, so that it is profitable and we get more of it, essentially. So, uh, yeah, I will plug that, and I will also say that uh, he doesn't want to talk about it. But the reason that why Roxy Fever went off the air for that long is uh, because uh, Jackson refuses to get vaccinated.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so send your hate mail to uh, me then. (laughs) Uh, That was great. (laughs)